Everybody and welcome to the Game by Show podcast. It's November twenty second, two thousand twenty two, and eleven times two equals twenty two, and it's eleven twenty two twenty two. I mean, you can't argue with the arithmetic. There it is. You know, people think, don't think that math be like it is, but it's super due. You know this I mean? is truly the last palindrome of the year. Oh yeah, I think that's a palindrome. Close enough. Oh no, it's a palindrome. Okay, palindrome it is. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. It's just Jeremy and I tonight. Hey, guys. Say hi, Jeremy. Hey, hi, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Uh, what's new? Uh, well, uh, holiday week, right? So. Oh, yeah. It's a uh, started, holiday week. I started thawing my turkey. Uh, just barely? Yeah. I mean, you know, I. it's not, I mean, it's, it's more of an innuendo than anything, but. Uh, All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, no, I don't cook. I don't cook anything. <laughs> I oh, used to, I used to make and well I used to make like fancy food for my kids but they never cared so I was they were just like they would just eat cereal or something. Do you need somewhere to go on Thanksgiving, Jeremy? Uh, I've got I've got a place I've got a place this year. So, well, if you need a place, you've always got a place. With well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. but I got my tur- my turkey's in the brine right now. Really? I uh, yeah. I think I am going Smoking to it. devote a little bit of time during the holiday break to some kind of video game. I just don't know what yet. I think th- I think the ones on my on my list this year, uh, God of War Ragnarok. I have I'm I'm hyped, but still not by yet on that one. Uh, I want the new or was it more? T- no, new Tales from the Borderlands. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's another one that's out. And okay. Then, um, Trying to think, there was something else that I was kind of kind of had on my mind. I don't know what it was. So I, I, I might I might pick something out. And I down put God of War me. Ragnarok on my Christmas list. So we'll did see. you? Oh, that's yeah. Weird. I it's don't. Time I to mean, find out if your family loves you. Yeah, I put a lot of things on my Christmas list. <laughs> not that I need. Not that I need any. I, I know. I know. You get Actually, old, and it's like I'm really hmm. proud of my my teenage middle teenagers and uh, the younger of the two. I haven't really asked the older one, but the younger one is like, Dad. I just don't want to, because I was like, oh, well, you know, what do you think you might want for Christmas? And she's like, ah, you know, I don't. I just kind of want to take it easy. And I'm like, you know what? I'm so proud of you. I was like really happy. Wow. I just want time, Dad. Can you yeah, give me right. Time? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's when you know it's all over. Yeah, that's right. No, actually, no, I can't give you that. But, yeah, yeah I, have a, I have a buddy who, um, he says that he doesn't get his kids Christmas gifts. They just plan like experiences and trips and that's what they spend their Christmas yeah I think th- I think that's fine too I, th- I think it's a good opportunity to just like take it easy and I know there's I know that's easy to say when there's always somebody who's you know like somebody's brining your turkey right now and you know running around to get everything set up and I, you know that's fine but I in, over the last four to five years I have tried to mindfully cultivate just like an, a take it easy sort of attitude around this time of year and it's it's been good so if you're if you're out there listening and the holidays are hiked up stressful you know, it's hard, and I even remember the first couple of years, I was just like, oh no, oh no, I don't, I don't have this, I didn't, I didn't do this, I didn't do this. and I was still, I, I, I just had to like wrestle myself to the ground, um, and, uh, and I think I'm in a good place now with it, so it's good. It's good yeah, I, uh, I try not to get stressed either. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, it's easier to say than, than to do, but uh, just practicing, I think, is, is important, and uh, yeah, just... Trying to trying to be okay with that. I think that's uh, just you know, it's just a good angle to take. All right. Take it take it easy with your favorite Game Bite Show podcast. We have like 500 episodes to choose from. Just curl up. Oh, at least. Cur- curl up next to the fire and uh, take it easy. Just let us let us handle everything. We'll take care of it. So um, we need to talk about a game um, that I got for Christmas last year. Okay. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Really? This is actually what you find? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so, I've, so I, as mentioned, I guess we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but I 
had fired up Assassin's Creed Origins again. Yeah. Did we talk about that on the show? A little, just like vaguely. Just I like to think we I mentioned it. Because I was saying least. that the only way I was going to play that game was in the education mode, and I think I might do the same thing for Valhalla. I'm just like, I'm not going to do any... Does Valhalla have an education mode? I think it does. Didn't they, didn't they just... Uh... I know that... Here's the thing. Spoiler alert for the new speedrun. They're not doing any more content updates now, so... Uh, well, if, they've released like two major expansions, or not expansions, but big deals. Yeah, they did the they did their version of Ragnarok, which is probably cool. Uh, Ragnarok, and they have another one in there. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. Yeah, yeah. So how is um, it? Well, I, I finished Assassin's Creed Origins, and I wanted more Assassin's Creed, and I know that's a weird thing to say, but I did. Um, and I didn't want to play Odyssey. And I don't know why. I think a lot of people really like Odyssey. And I played quite a bit of it, and I fell off of that. I think I'll eventually make my way back to it. But I wanted to play Valhalla because, well, I bought it. Yeah. You, <laughs> and it's there. been sitting there for a while, and I hadn't played it yet. And um, as it turns out, it's now a part of PlayStation Plus's whatever, premium. Or oh, not premium, yeah. The, the middle the one. Extra. 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 Extra has like all the Ubisoft games. Yeah, like, like everything. everything on there. And all the, uh, all the uh, Ratchet and Clanks are on there now, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except for the new one, right? Yeah, correct, yes. Yeah, the new one's not on there yet. Anyway, so I had to... So what that means is I was able to just install it and not have to put my disc into play because I have the disc version um, on the PlayStation 5. Anyway, um, I really, really, really like oh, Assassin's wow. Creed Valhalla. Good, I thought you were going to say and, don't like. <laughs> and, I, and I really, really don't know why. And I, I think the reason the reason has to be is that it it feels like... like it feels like an Assassin's Creed game... But at the same time, something about the tone, the setting, the characters, what you're actually doing, like uh, drink some makes mead it, from it the mead horn in the land of the warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like an Assassin's Creed story yet. Right. It, aside from like, hey, we need to assassinate these dudes, and hey, we need to whatever. So, yeah. It's it's the the storyline is a. I mean, it starts out up in Norway, and you're. You're a Viking, and you're doing Viking stuff, and you're raiding, you know, villages and. I, I got a question about the starting. Do they even bother to, to do the whole animus thing anymore? Or are they just like, nope, this is just you're just a Viking? No, they do. Oh, do they? Um, okay, all right. And it's really weird because and it, it actually popped me out of the animus. And so Desmond's some relative of Desmond Miles is like hanging out with me now. Yeah. And he popped in at the end of Assassin's Creed Origins, and this game actually has a lot of throwbacks. Like, they've been doing a pretty good job, at least in this game. I've noticed huh. it more in this game than other games where. There'll be references to past Assassin's Creed stories, and not the de- not the Desmond out of the Animus stuff, but like the historical stuff. Like, hey, there was this. You'll find like a scroll, and it'll mention something about the character uh, from Assassin's Creed Origins. Like, right. what's his name? Bayek came up a few times in conversation with the assassin dudes or whatever. Huh. Um, and so, but they do still bother with the Animus. Like, there's a part in this game where it's like, like the you're sitting there running around as like Viking man, and all of a sudden it starts glitching out. And, um, oh, you're not running around yet. It's like, there's a part of the story where, spoilers, your parents get killed, and you're, you're a young, you're a young, nondescript, genderless baby, a kid, like a, like an eight-year-old. And the whole point is that you, the whole point is you're not, you're not supposed to be able to tell if it's a, if it's a a girl or a boy. Boy or a girl, yeah. And so, after the scene happens where, uh, you escape after your parents get killed, and, um, or whatever, then all of a sudden, like, Everything starts getting all glitchy, and you hear somebody from the 20th century like, "Hey, oh my gosh, something's happening! Like, what's what's going on?" And then she's like, "Oh, there's there's a glitch. Like, you, you need to choose which path you want to go, and you can pick whether you want to play as girl, girl uh, Avor, which is the name of the character, yeah. or boy Avor, or mm-hmm. you can also choose something which I don't know what it means, but it says, "Let the animus decide." And I don't know what that means, but. You have those three choices, and the cool part is you can actually change back and forth whenever you want. So if you don't want to play, like in the in the case of uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, there's Cassandra and the other dude, whatever his name was, something with an M. I want to say, what is I played Cassandra, so I don't remember. Right. But the thing is, is that actually has story ramifications because the other character did things depending on what you chose. So you would like play it through twice or whatever to. Well, you could. Like Cassandra was either Cassandra was the main character, and her brother was like the bad, like the villain of the game, right. or vice versa, depending on which you chose. In this case, you can kind of just switch at will between the characters. And um, I actually tend to lean towards the female version of Avor because she sounds more like a Viking. The boy version of Avor kind of sounds like a pansy, and I don't really. Oh like no! Him. He doesn't, oh, he doesn't no. sound like a mean Viking. Like he doesn't sound like a dude. He's just you know wants to murder dudes. Oh huh, yeah. But girl Avor, man, she's got some. 
she's got some pent up rage uh, in there, some God mm-hmm. of War level, and she's angry, and she sounds like she sounds more rough, like really? rough, like a like a Viking should sound. So yeah, sure. Um, but the the other cool part about this game is uh, the assassins stuff hasn't really been laid on very thick yet. Um, basically, your adopted brother has been out traveling the world. And he's he's been down to Greece and he's been down to Italy and he's taken his longboats with his with his crew and he went to go, I don't know, pillage and you know find find went on a sabbatical to find riches. himself out in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. World. And while he's out traveling around, he meets up with these assassins, right, in like some European country, and um, and they're like, hey, and they so, so they start talking about it. And as it turns out, the guy that killed your parents happens to be a target of the assassins, hmm. right. So the assassins actually hitch a ride back with your adopted brother back up to Norway because they're they have this hit, they have this you know a a, a contract to go kill this dude that killed your parents because he's part of the order, i.e. the Templars, right? Right, right. So the whole Templar thing comes back around or whatever. So at some point in the early in the story, like the whole the only part of the assassins that I've even dealt with, they're like, hey, your your brother's like, hey, I have this gift for you, and he gives you like one of those hidden blades, those little armband blades. Um, with a little hidden blade, whatever it's called. An yeah, that's right. Yeah, little hidden blade. Hidden blade, right? When they go back so, in time, wasn't the whole thing like you'd have to cut off your finger, like even in the... So now, like, I never really thought about this. When yeah, so, back in time, so it's actually pretty funny. It's actually a pretty funny... Well, that was the thing. is like you had to actually cut off your finger as a, right. to be able to use it, right? right that was right. part of the... Uh, in Assassin's Creed Altair. Altair had to do that, I think. Right. Anyway, and so, and so she goes to put it on, and she puts it on like not... Like on her wrist, mm. like on her wrist, wrist on the under underside, but on the top. So the blade's like poking out. Oh yeah. On the top, like Predator, right? Yeah. And uh, and so the assassin guy's like, "Hey, it's supposed to be down here because you gotta hide the blade when you go up to attack somebody." And she goes, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want to lose my finger like you." Or she, she says something like that. Like, "I don't want to lose my finger like you." And he's like, "Anyways, I want my I want my enemies to know that I'm coming." So she puts it on top, like Predator style. And uh, and that's basically the whole assassin's that's bit. Like <laughs> that's how she and then and they kind of and she's like has this conversation like, hey, do you want me to be part of your assassins club? And they're like, yeah, nah, it's fine, like whatever. And the one dude was kind of pissed that they gave her this hidden blade, you know, and stuff like that. And and now I have like a now I have like an assassins guild in my camp, and and they like send me out on contracts to kill people. Um, so anyway, as it turns out, the game actually doesn't take place in Norway. I think eventually you make your way back there, huh. but they send you to England. So the whole game takes place in England. So you're running around I mean, Worcestershire, Worcestershire, and you're running around like uh, you know that's pronounced Worcester, <laughs> Worcestershire, Worcester, no, just and Worcester. London. And yeah. so there's all the all the cities, and so you're actually running around England, which is actually pretty interesting. So it's huh. all like you know fourth century, sixth century uh, England. So like the you know the Christians are there and the you know the whole the whole thing is, is going yeah, right. on and and the remnants of the Roman civilization when they came and conquered England. Yeah, that's England like prime King Arthur territory, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So right. I don't know if it gets to that point, but okay. so at this point I'm kind of I, I I decide to peace out from Norway because I'm pissed off and I I leave with my brother and we go down there to establish a new base for our us and our clan and our crew, right? Right. Um, meanwhile, you're like driving your boat around these rivers and pillaging, you know, other little cities and making allies and so. The game like uh, has like the Assassin's Creed like feel, and you go to synchronization points, and mm-hmm. you hide in bushes, and crouch walk, and stabby stab people. But she's a lot more aggressive with it. And I found that whenever I played like other Assassin's game Creed games, I wanted to play with like quick attacks and you know double swords and stuff like that. And now that I'm playing as um, a Viking assassin, like I have a big two handed axe, and that's my weapon, and I just go and. And I don't even try to be sneaky. Like, I'll murder a couple people. But if they see me, I don't care. I just fight. And I just, you know, I'm a Viking. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, the cool thing is you can also raid. So as you're raiding these other villages to get supplies to take back to your village to build it up, uh, you actually are driving your boat with your crew. And you roll up to a town. Uh, and you hit the triangle button. And it's like, raid? And your whole crew gets out, and they run with you into the village, and you all just fight together. And it's like a big old battle. You fight, you find the chest, you get your supplies, and you get out. Do you have to like maintain and, um, your head count and stuff? Do, like, can you lose dudes? And well, dudes can like get knocked down, and you have to go. You can go and revive them, pick them up, and stuff like that. Um, 
so then you're like building out your camp back at base and and the whole story right now is like has nothing to do with assassins creeding aside from the assassins guy saying yo like we got these targets from you know from the templars or they call them like the new order or something right. like ancient order or something like that whatever was established in <laughs> origins and which i just finished and i should know the, the name but i don't and so the whole thing is like you got to kill these dudes but they're all like part of like the main story and my brother's like, yo, you got to go make some allies with these other groups. And so you go to these different towns and you meet up with their leaders. And you're like, hey, you want to be buds? And they're like, well, we got this problem. And you're like, well, I can help you with your problem. So you help them out. You go through a quest line with them. And then suddenly now they're your allies. And then they can use their town and all their services. And you see the whole goal is to like build up this alliance and build up your own town are, and are your you own... meeting like Leaf Eric? Are you going to go like discover America and stuff like that? Are you, are there I hope so. Yeah. I don't, I don't know yet. N nothing historical yet on that I've noticed. There at least, maybe I don't know European history enough, but there aren't a, li a lot of main named characters that I've come in contact with. Like the ending of Assassin's Creed Origins was you killing Caesar, right? That was the end of hmm. uh, that game. Um, and there, the Cleopatra's in it, and like you know, there's right, all these right, everybody. And Alexander the Great is referenced, and you go to his grave, and you have to find it, all that type of stuff. And this game so far has been. You know, running around broken down Roman ruins from when Rome was in power and old castles and stuff like that. And then it's, but it's a lot of that new era of England where they're still building up all that stuff. And right, so it's right. a lot of like just towns that are just being formed and stuff like that. Uh, where you see kind of like the beginnings of like a major city in the future, but it's, you know, just a small uh, town. So anyway, I'm really digging the feel of it and I'm really liking the combat. Um, there's a really cool skill tree system that's kind of like a, um, kind of like almost like a sphere grid it's like huge it's like huh. more abilities and it, it's a lot less um one-off abilities like in assassin's creed origins We're like oh now you can do this it's like little minor stat upgrades so there's different branches you can take and one will take you down more of an assassin stealthy tree and one will take you down like a fighter tree and one will take you down a bow and arrow tree and but you'll get like little minor upgrades so it'll be like oh plus five to attack and plus 10 to health and depending on which direction you go you'll get more like stealth damage or you'll get more range damage or more you know defense for your shield and you can kind of there's like different branches and stuff those special abilities and stuff like that and so your overall power level is not tied to your level like in all this in assassin's creed origins and i believe in uh, odyssey as well it was like hey you don't want to go to this area until you're level 40 Right. Or whatever, right? Does that sound familiar? Yeah, yeah. And so in this this game, there all the different areas are tied to power level, and so as every time you get a skill point, which you get two every time you level up, you get you add those, and your power increases. And by that's two. the progression that lets you move. And so there is no level per se. Yeah. It's more like, hey, here's this bar, and right. when you fill it up, you get two extra skill points. I mean, I think that's a that's a good compromise between having a full RPG type system and having nothing. Is to say, like, well, we'll progress you, but it's a simple, like, it's a meter. Yeah. And yeah, and it's less, uh, and, and you can, and I, the thing is, I, I've, it's, it's, it's the same as like Assassin's Creed Origins or Odyssey, where if you fight somebody that's too high level, you're, you ain't going to do any damage to right. them. It just doesn't so happen. it's that, it still has that same concept there. It's just the skill progression is a little bit different. There's also a lot of really cool uh, weapon stuff that you can do. So you can upgrade all of your weapons and all of your armor. There's different, so every piece of armor or weapon has like a, it's either from the wolf or the bear or the raven. So it's tied to those aspects or whatever. And so depending on which direction you go, like the bear is more tied to like uh, damage, like warrior type stuff. The stealth stuff is more the wolf and then the range is the raven or vice versa or something like that. And do you so, have like a bird? Is there like, do you have a, a raven? Like this you, have, you have a raven now? Yeah. yeah, you have a raven that flies around. It's not as powerful. At least maybe I, I haven't unlocked it yet, but it's not as good as uh, other raven. It doesn't like mark dudes, right. um, but you get an ability pretty early on that allows you to see. If you're hidden, it allows you to see where everybody is basically around That's cool. you. So you don't have to worry about flying around and marking everyone right. like you'd have to do in the other games. You just kind of hang out and you automatically get it. Um, but you can upgrade your, your gear. So you'll spend resources, you know, wood and leather and iron, and you upgrade your armor, you upgrade your weapons, and then you can actually enhance their quality. And so they all start as like these basic, you know, gray weapons, and then you can spend additional resources to kind of level them up right. and increase their quality, which gives them additional bonuses and gives them rune slots where you can apply runes to them. But the coolest part about it is you can actually downgrade your weapons too. So you say like, oh, I put all these resources into axes, but now I want to try out hammers. 
or I want to try out daggers. So you just basically can downgrade all your weapons and apply all your resources to another tree. The same thing with the skill system is you just hit a button and it resets every single skill point you want or you can pull individual ones off and rebuild everything at any given moment. So hmm. there's no there's no penalty. There's penalty. You have to pay a little bit of money to downgrade your weapons, but there's no penalty to reset your skills. So I'm constantly fiddling with stuff and seeing like, oh, here's a thing I might want to get. I'm going to undo these and I'm going to go that direction really quick and try that out. And so there's... um. It's really open that way. So it feels less like Origins felt really constricted where there's only one real thing you can do. Like right, it's right, right. It, it wasn't very um it wasn't as open ended, I suppose, huh. as this one. So anyway, I'm I'm really I'm liking it. And I know that when it came out it was kind of I wanna say, you know, everyone thought it was a really good people, game, yeah, but no one like, was yeah, really raving three. about it. Yeah. yeah. And I for some reason, like it's really it's really it, hitting it something good. good with me. Yeah. And I I probably put maybe I don't know, fifteen hours into it. Uh, I had a day off. I was sick the other day, and so I I sat down and played for like six hours straight. <laughs> it was great. fantastic, and um, yeah, so it's really good. And uh, I think that it's worth checking out, especially if you have PlayStation Plus. It's you know it's free to try on there, free to play it if you have PlayStation Plus Extra, and it's also probably on sale all the time on PlayStation. And it's yeah, also at cross, this point, cross years. gen, so it's four and five. Yeah. So PlayStation Four has it. PlayStation Five has it. And you can probably pick it up for pretty good. Yeah, maybe, cheap maybe I point. will. You know, I keep I keep threatening to go back to Assassin's Creed, but maybe it's time. Maybe this is it. This it's is probably it. going to go back. Okay. Uh, well, I've been digging into something that I've kind of had on my mind for a long time, and it's not anything that anyone cares about or thinks is special, but uh, I want to take you back. I want to take you back to the true beginning of video games, the 1980s, uh, when Choose Your Own Adventure books were invented. Uh, I, I actually don't know when Choose Your Own Adventure happened, but. Um, there, there. We were, better, we better figure that out. Yeah, well, you take take a look. So the internet probably knows, but it feel it feels like choose your own adventure books were something brand new in the eighties. Like it was like ooh, um, and choose your own adventure was pretty straightforward. You know, just like if you want to do this, turn to this page. If you want to turn that, do to that page. But in in Europe and in America, we each independently developed a sort of role playing version of that same idea, where you would maintain stats, you would have combat. You could cheat and just turn the page if you win or whatever. That's what I always did. Um, but in America, well, first of all, in, in England, uh, they had something called uh, Fighting Fantasy. And I want to say it's a guy named Steve Jackson or something who did Fighting Fantasy. Uh, and so you'll sometimes come across video games. Uh, you know, even, even you know, 10, 15 years ago, there were like PlayStation minis based on Fighting Fantasy by, and I want to say Steve Jackson. Uh, in, uh, Steve Jackson is correct. In, in America... I'm pretty sure this is in America. Uh, we had something different. And I I found out about this when I was in like sixth or seventh grade. And uh, it was a year my parents had moved to a new town. I didn't know anybody. And I just happened to come across in the local public library something called Lone Wolf. And I was into Choose Your Own Adventure books. And it's like, oh, Lone Wolf. Well, that sounds like cool Choose Your Own Adventure. And, uh, and, and it, was, it was that. It was like you would have an inventory if you had certain... Uh, things in your inventory, you were, uh, you know, you could, you know, provided that you didn't want to cheat or whatever, you could take different routes or different paths. You could spec your character with particular abilities uh, and, and all of that. And uh, there was a, a pretty long running series. And I started, you know, trying to find them and, and play through them whenever I could. And honestly, it's kind of cool. And I wonder if anybody is. They were books? They were books, yeah. And so this was called Lone Wolf by okay. uh, Joe Deaver, I think is the guy's name. Uh -huh. And. I figured that I was the only one who knew. I've never heard anybody talk about it. I think there was there was something recently in the news a couple of years ago, something about that franchise, like somebody bought it or was going to do something with it. But there is a, a game on the PlayStation 4, Joe Deaver's Lone Wolf. And so I came across it a while ago. You could get, the, like, the soundtrack was an add-on that you could just get for free, like the DLC. And I was like, oh, I'll get the soundtrack to Joe Deaver's Lone Wolf. But I finally came across it on PlayStation Plus. I think it's on the extra tier. It has to be, because that's what I've got. And, um, and I just decided, you know, I'm going to try this out. There, there are other games that have recently come from that. Actually, there's something that's on mobile called Sorcery, exclamation point, Sorcery 1, 2, and 3. But, but basically the idea is this is a completely sort of literature-based role-playing game. And when I say literature-based, what I mean is that you don't play a 3D character a la Assassin's Creed running around. Uh, they, they give you a digital representation of a sepia-toned old book that you like flip the pages virtually and using some value added technology, you know, the, the pay you write your own story. Like this game is like, Oh, you are going to write your own story. Isn't that a novel idea? 
Um, but but you can choose your character. You choose these special mind abilities called Kai powers. So in Lone Wolf, the Kai are sort of like the Jedi or what you know they're the special. Like this this actually I think it it reminds me a lot of like the Witcher. Uh, because this guy has like these special abilities, he fights monsters. He's got like this one holy sword, the the Somer sword, uh, which I remember from the books. Like you didn't get that in the first number, first few books, and then you eventually got it. And so in like book four and five, you like had this in your inventory. But it wasn't always like like I, I remember distinctly. Like there's one time I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna pull out this amazing sword, but then it like all of the like dark powers all around me were attracted and like killed me or something like that. So so I remember the sword, and now in in this game. I, I think they are progressed in the series to some some extent where you've got this. The other books are like history now. Uh, but the game basically uh, gives you choices to make. I mean, literally, there's a, a little ring and you can uh, toggle your thumbstick to in a, in a circular menu and choose things that uh, equate to either brute forcing your way through something, uh, stopping and thinking about it or using like agility or, or other skills. But then on top of that, if you have certain Kai powers, you can do things like uh, mind blast a guy from a distance and not have to fight him, or you can uh, stealth yourself, or you can talk to animals, or or whatever, and those paths are just open to you as different options. Um, when combat happens... So is it like a, like a solo D&D experience type of thing? Like a role-playing? Kind of, yeah. I mean, you just choose your... You know, the, the, the story is written in this book format, and it's in, it's in the second person. You know, here's an interesting little point of literary trivia. The only forms of literature that use the second person, like, you do this, you do that, are like choose-your-own-adventure books. I'm pretty sure that's the only time it's ever come up. Uh, yeah, but it, yeah. it tells you. It's like you scale the side of the mountain and your agility is just a, sometimes there are skill checks where it'll be like, you know, hit a button, like a QTE type thing. Uh, so you, you can sort of have a little bit of, of personal autonomy over, is this going to be successful or not? But mostly it's going to be based on what paths you can take based on the abilities that your lone wolf character has. Uh, and, and then, and then sometimes combat will happen. And that goes to like a final fantasy esque sort of, um, active time battle kind of situation where you've got a, a, a meter that fills up when the enemies are going and then, and you are gaining agility. You're, you're gaining, um, uh, uh, vital, not vitality, but, uh, like energy. You're, you're gaining, um, dexterity or whatever, like your uh, ability point, kind of, you know, like in uh, dark souls or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. because you can do attacks with your sword and you can, you know, they give you, you can do an ax, a mace, or just like a regular sword. Uh, or you can do uh, ranged attacks, like throwing knives or shooting crossbows, or you can pull out your Kai powers that you chose when you spec your character at the beginning. And so you're constantly dealing with meters of energy, um, uh, vitality and then your, your Kai power, uh, because every attack that you do uses up some of it. And then on the off turn, when the enemies get to go, you are building up vital, uh, you're building up energy, but you're also having to fend off their attacks because they will pretty much hit you every time. You don't get enough dexterity to parry or whatever. So, uh, you get a shield at the beginning. And if you, you know, turtle with the shield, then you can typically, uh, you know, do a retaliatory attack or something like that. Uh, and that's basically how it goes. And usually you'll, you're going to be fighting no more than three people at a time. Uh, and the orcs, I guess I would say, of this of this series are Gaiax. And then there's like Dracons that are sort of like the big, you know, ogre, ogre type dudes. And so as you go through the adventure in this game, and the, and the opening adventure is that you uh, are sort of the liege lord of this small fief and you are going because there's some distress, but the town's already been overrun, everybody's been killed, and so you kind of are fighting your way through the ruins of this town to find survivors and to figure out where all of the... It's a mining town, so all the miners are are sort of uh, trapped in a cave somewhere. So the, the game takes you through different episodes and uh, kind of different chapters, uh, and then there's leveling up that happens in between. So you kind of build your max vitality or your max energy or your max Kai power or whatever. And then you slowly unlock additional abilities with this this holy sword, this Somer sword, which takes it like takes all of your Kai meter to use it, but it usually will do like a, a big giant attack that that uh, is really good. Um, if at any point you fail, the game pretty much just lets you scroll back to. At any point, you can go back and 
and kind of read through the chapter thus far, and it will let you redo combat as often as you want to. Uh, you can even lower the difficulty if you want to. So it's fairly forgiving as far as as far as how to go about it. The only thing that I think might be a turnoff for people is just the format. The fact that it is sort of trying to be loyal to its original printed book format. Yeah, that um, seems kind of weird. But but it actually is really cool and. I have found that even the, like, it, it kind of makes me think about my, I, I, I do Dungeons and Dragons on Roll20 every couple weeks, a couple times a month, and I'm like, you know what, I bet I could run a, I bet I could run a campaign like this, like, it's just written with a really good flow, there's, there's always a good clip of things going on, the choices that you're making are always meaningful, uh, there are sessions where you might uh, need to pick locks, or you can use weapon abilities to break locks, uh, you, you make uh, dialogue choices with people that will either, you know, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be your friends or not later on as well. So there are consequences later on, just like in, in these choose your own adventure or in the, in the original lone wolf books. Uh, the music is pretty good. It's, it's fairly repetitive, but, uh, it's, it's the kind of music that you don't really mind. Uh, they, they've done a good job kind of making music that loops the combat music that you hear very often, the sort of run of the mill reading and making decisions and navigating the map and that sort of thing. You know, the, 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 um, kind of branching locations that you get to choose from. You can sort of choose on a map where you're going and then that determines how the story uh, is kind of un unfolds and in what order. Um, and, and I don't know that there's a lot more complicated stuff to say about it, but that um, I've enjoyed when I've played the sorcery series on mobile before. Um, there's not, uh, fighting fantasy has been a thing in the past and I played that, like I said, on PlayStation minis. It's been a while. And they all kind of have ways of engaging you in, in terms of how, how do random choices get made or how do you tell whether your skill is successful or not um, and this game kind of goes through that as well uh, there's also an upgrade system so as you're going through uh, you will find different materials uh, sometimes your map areas that you you know the nodes that you move to will have a shop where you can upgrade your equipment you can repair there is a durability system so you you know your weapons can break down uh, you can fix those up um, and generally speaking, it's just a really good compressed experience. You can get through a chapter in half an hour, I would say, and then, you know, come back and pick it up later. And, uh, it, you know, is not anything super technically flashy, I would say, but generally pretty entertaining. And like I said, I have this background with the series, so I'm kind of like, ooh, it's kind of cool that someone decided to make a video game out of this franchise at all to begin with. Uh, it is, again, on uh, PlayStation Extra, both on PS4 and PS5. It's a PS4 game, technically. Um, and it might be something different. If you've never tried something like this before that's sort of choose-your-own-adventure-esque and, and, and reading-based and, uh, you know, inventory and skill checks and those kinds of things, it might be worth trying out. It's not gigantic to download and, uh, you know, try 20, 30 minutes, see if it's your thing and maybe it's not, but it doesn't cost you anything to do it. So that's Joe Deaver's Lone Wolf. Um, I believe that there is some other, like I said, a couple of years ago, somebody was saying that they're either making new books or making games based on so the series. So they are re-releasing the books starting next January. That's kind of cool. Uh, there's 32 of them, oh, man. and the the entire 32 saga is going to be released at the same time, but re-released with like you know new covers. And they they should do the books like this. Like I actually think this is a pretty good because the thing is that you're always having to keep track of your hit points and keep track of stuff. It's kind of nice in a situation like this to just have some software keep track of that for you and maybe have some nice music to listen to while you're doing it. But it yeah, is yeah. kind of neat that they're redoing those books. Um, so it, it's it's fun to think that there are people out there who um, share that with me because like I said, as far as I knew, I was the only person who'd ever really heard of it. So uh, Joe Deaver's Lone Wolf, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. It is on PS Plus Extra and uh, worth, I think, uh, trying out for a week. That's cool. it. Well, I've got some new releases, uh, courtesy of tech-gaming.com. Uh, first on the list, Evil West. Yeah, uh, this game actually looks kind of cool. <laughs> Evil West is, is sort of a... Uh, you know how uh, Red Dead Redemption had the uh, Nightmare... What was the Nightmare expansion? The... Uh, I know what you're talking the about. The Evil whatever it is. This is... Evil, so, and Undead Nightmare. Undead, Undead Nightmare. Yeah, that's exactly right. So this is sort of like the... Um, uh, West of Loathing, I guess, was the game. This is sort of like the Cthulhu evil. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is based on this is. I think this is like a sequel to West of Loathing. 
I think. Really? I didn't know that. I could be thinking. Are you, you know, sure? Maybe, no, I'm not, now that you mention it. No, uh, th- this is like a 3D, like, it looks like Unreal Engine to me, Unreal Engine 5. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Shadows Over Loathing is the other one I was thinking of, so never mind. That is something different. Yeah, this is like a uh, Cowboys, but you're fighting vampires, and it's really over the top, and I watched a review for it today, and it actually looks pretty cool. If it was a... Uh, it's not a game that's going to get me to drop $60, but if it ever comes to Game Pass or something else, <laughs> I would probably, not buy. totally play it. Hype but yes, not buy. hype but not buy, for sure. Uh, Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil and Me. This is the next in that series. That's out. I believe it's... Is it on Game Pass? I can't remember. I don't, I don't think so. It. I know. I think, I think some of the other ones the are on Game Pass. Are, yeah. uh, also, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are out. So play those if you do. Uh, also, Just Dance 2023. Also Ooh. play that if you do. Yeah, no, just kidding. Uh, we have a couple new Destiny guns that have been uh, hit our inbox um, from mm-hmm. our, our our source within Bungie themselves. Uh, Chompy Chomp Chomp Party. I, uh, I came up with them this week, so I just decided to go goofy. Uh, Chompy Chomp Chomp Party, though, uh, definitely has a Grimoire card and a whole backstory. Oh, uh, yeah. With yeah. the Guardian. Yep, and also The Awakening of Mummies. Now, I might have made a mistake on this. The Awakening, I think, is one, and Of Mummies is another one. <laughs> nope, The Awakening two, of Mummies. two Destiny no. guns. No, it's, it, they're dual pistols. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the Awakening of Mummies. And that's it. Uh, there's some uh, sales going on, obviously. It's Black Friday week, so yep. everything's got stuff on sale. Something of note, however, the Xbox Series S... Is, uh, has a sale for Black Friday. It's down to $250. Down to mass market price. Oh, yeah. It's available on... I think that's a, probably a pretty good deal as like a... This would be like a good secondary box, I think, if you're down with 1080p, um, whatever. But, I think uh, I am. Yeah, 200, $250. So nice. Not, not a bad deal. Not a nice, bad nice. deal. Uh, Steam sales on. Also something interesting. PlayStation Plus. Yes, the PlayStation Plus subscription, uh, subscription system is also on sale. Uh, the PlayStation Plus Extra, which is normally 100 bucks, is down to $75 for a 12-month subscription. Uh, premiums down from 120 to 90 which is less than the PlayStation Plus Extra normally, which is normally $100. Right. And the PlayStation Plus Essential is down to 45 from 60 So And, and this is official. Interesting like, there. You don't have to go to a third-party website. You can actually just do this from Sony, is my understanding. Yep. Yeah, so uh, pretty good deal there. They're try- trying to get people in their ecosystem, and so... I myself forgot to unsubscribe, so I'm back in for a year. Grant's so back in, baby. <clears throat> yeah, and I have been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla on Game Pass, so there, or whatever, uh, PlayStation Plus. Nice. Uh, there's also a, a, an Xbox or a PlayStation sale going on, so pick up. Everything's going to be on sale cheap. for the next Stuff month. Stuff is cheap. Yeah. Get cheap games. Doesn't really matter. Very good. Yeah, that's it. Well, out in the news, uh, a couple of big movings and shakings going on. The first biggest one that I, I think this is significant is that uh, Blizzard and NetEase, NetEase is sort of the Chinese, I guess, Asian, uh, what would you call it? Like publishing partner in China. Uh, yeah, apparently they have severed right. ties and it seems like it's due to interpersonal conflict across those two companies. Uh, in fact, the NetEase, uh, a NetEase Games executive blamed a quote unquote jerk uh, in at Blizzard uh, in a LinkedIn post. Uh, but the upshot of this is that Blizzard games are going to be halted in China. And that includes uh, World of Warcraft, which has been previously available, uh, will no longer be available. Overwatch 2 will no longer be playable in China. Um, you have to think they're going to patch this up. I mean, somebody's somebody's got to somebody's got to pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, somebody I will publish it. Could could be somebody else. But Tencent's uh, going to get involved. Yeah, right. Tencent probably already owns NetEase. I don't know. It's, it's kind of <laughs> yeah, tough probably. To say, but uh, but they're gonna some... buy. They're gonna buy Activision Blizzard. Oh wait a minute. Yeah, they're gonna buy Microsoft. We've been uh, yeah right. <laughs> we've been uh, over the last three or four weeks. We've been dishing on the um, you know the 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 what would you call it? Like when people are spilling the beans about their personal problems out in the video game space on social media. Uh, uh-huh. Simon Zhu, uh, who is at NetEase, says, one day when what has happened behind the scenes could be told, developers and gamers will have a whole new level of understanding of how much damage a jerk can make. Feel terrible for players who lived in those worlds. Rest in peace, players who lived in wow. those worlds. Wow. Uh, so so he's, like point, he's like pointing the finger at one dude at Activision some Blizzard. Some guy did That this. ruined... Ruined the livelihood of millions of gamers yeah. in China. 
that's it. They're all they're all resting in peace now. Uh, but this also uh, includes Hearthstone, Diablo three. Uh, this is all going to come to an end on January twenty third, twenty twenty. That's kind of a big deal. It is kind of a big deal. Um, that's kind of a lot of money. So. That- they, One they, dude's going to get fired over. I guess so, some someone here, Nettie's chief executive, William Ding, uh, said, it, with I guess as cooler heads prevailed here, there were material differences on key terms and we could not reach an agreement. So I, I guess the no, idea... No, there was the, a jerk. jerk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said, we will make sure our players' data and assets are well protected in all of our games. Um... Anyway, Nettie's is so some price. dude came out and like ranted and they're like, wait a minute, that wasn't the yeah, PR they, like, message. Yeah, that was <laughs> the, he was not media trained for that. Uh, interestingly, no. NetEase's share price dropped about ten percent in trading on Hong Kong's exchange last week wow. as a result. Uh, but Activision's share price was unaffected. So, yeah, that's interesting. Actually, I think we kind of know who's you know who's who who was the the driver of that arrangement and who was not. I guess by that. Yeah. Uh, in other uh, intercorporate relationships, Microsoft says that it offered Sony a 10-year deal to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Uh, says that that Sony misled regulators uh, about the nature of its relationship with Activision Blizzard uh, at that time. Uh, 16 regulatory bodies around the world have launched investigations into Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard uh, to assess the sort of antitrust uh, possibilities that that might be going on there, uh, but um, Phil Spencer also we we mentioned this uh, last week says that uh, he has pledged for as long as there's a PlayStation out there to ship to that they will keep it on there. But um, Microsoft says that uh, Sony misled uh, misled regulators about the importance of Call of Duty to its viability, which that is some interesting language. Like Sony is. So Sony has some, I guess, innate valuation based on Call of Duty, which I don't know. I, you know, I, I feel like I'm completely outside of that, of that ecosystem, but that seems like fairly significant language. Like Sony depends. Uh, I I have a cousin who plays almost exclusively Call of Duty games and he has a PlayStation. I mean, that checks out. So and he has a bunch of friends that play Call of Duty with him. And I don't they know do if they're the all in the thing. same boat. And he's played other games too, but Call of Duty is his jam, you know? Yeah. So I, Well, and here, here's something that kind of speaks to that. Sony has specifically in the last few few weeks, three weeks, I think, uh, has kind of made some squawking sounds about the whole Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard. So what, what, what do they say? It's the, the, the barking dog got hit or something. Is that how it goes? Barking dog, <laughs> barking dog yelp. Sounds about right. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see this develop further. I, I think the only thing that's really going to interrupt this thing is the, is the antitrust stuff, which I don't know, maybe there is, you know, and, and maybe that's what Microsoft means by this is that Sony is not saying, Oh no, we, you know, that th- they basically would be overstating to regulators that if Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard, that it'll be such a blow to them. Th- that's probably what they mean by that, is that Sony is is sort of saying that it's a bigger deal than it actually is, even though it is kind of a big deal, but not in a way that would cause them to shut down or anything like that. But anyway, I, right. hopefully that makes sense. Uh, so this uh, ongoing saga continues, and uh, we will continue to uh, keep you apprised as different regulatory bodies either approve or disapprove of this. Uh, like I said, of the I, 16... I, I will tell you something about Call of Duty. Having played, in fact, I was going to actually talk about Call of Duty today, but I did not. I've been playing a bit of Call of Duty, whatever the latest is. Warzone, but they came out with their new free-to-play offering, the Warzone, yeah, Warzone 2.0. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they also have this new mode called the DMZ mode. But outside of all of that, uh, there's cross-play across Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Oh, wow. Um, and so I think it actually is in Microsoft's, or Activision, sorry, Activision's best interest to keep Call of Duty on all platforms because it keeps that player base as big as possible. Yeah, right. You want more people. Um, because it is nice to... In that game, like when you fire up a game, you'll have different icons next to the players of what platform they're playing on. You'll have Xbox, you'll have PlayStation, you'll have a Steam logo, then you'll have a PC logo for people who just bought it on Activision's thing. Um, but you can, like every single round, you're in in normal multiplayer, you're playing with random players from all different consoles, types, yeah. or whatever. 
And so I, th I think that that would be, and that, that's probably why Microsoft's like, yo, like, yeah, put it on everything because we want them buying our crap in the store. Right. I mean, for for, you know, for that, that's where the, that's where the long tail of Call of Duty for is. For that game, that's the thing is you want a, a critical mass of people playing until you release the next one. I mean, as long as you right. can keep that riding high, then you just roll people into keep the next that game battle pass right. money rolling in. Yep. Keep that you know cosmetics like, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of cosmetics in there, and it's whatever. It's a first yep. person game. I don't know why that matters at all. But, uh, you know, people give, you know, you people get the little, don't that. they do the little like, uh, gun charms or whatever, like little danglers on Yeah. Them? I mean, you, you can push the I button, like I on your keyboard in game oh. and your, your guy will actually take his gun and look at it, yeah. pull out, pull out the mag and like, oh, this is neat. Put it back in. And, <laughs> uh, just like real soldiers. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. as of right now of the 16 regulatory bodies, only, uh, Brazil and Saudi Arabia have approved the deal, uh, with others. Uh, sort of saying that they're going to look into it a little bit more deeply. So we'll have to see how that goes. It'll and it'll pass. It, it'll pass. You think? I don't know. We'll see. Well, while we wait for that to happen, that is the end of our news for this week. Until we, uh, except for this week, we've got our new speed run. Start that music. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, guys. Coming to Steam, finally. I guess it's only been on Epic Store up until this point. For like two years. Oh, or on Ubisoft's Ubisoft. UB store, whatever it's called. UB. They also have announced that they're done making content for it, so they're not. I mean, they released two major DLC packs. There's a bunch of cosmetics in there, but they're done with that. So. That's that. I think is kind of significant. I mean, I don't remember that sort of thing happening up to this point. You know, usually when there's a period of exclusivity, it's just a period of exclusivity, and you still get some cool stuff later on. This is the first time I, I can think of where, you know, now they're done with the Epic Games Store exclusivity on PC. And now we're done making anything new for it at all. It's just kind of weird for an Assassin's Creed game to come out on a platform and, and be done with post-launch support. I just I just find that kind of weird. Interesting. Yeah, it comes out on December sixth, by the way. Well, speaking of a critical mass of players, uh, Warzone Two, which is the battle royale mode, I guess, for Modern Warfare Two. I guess it's Modern Warfare Two. Is that right? Uh, has reached a mass of 25 million players in the week since it has launched. So. That's, That's a lot of people. people. That is plenty of people. Yeah. Uh, Bayonetta 4 is in development, and Hideki, Hidekai Kamiya says the dumb ending of the third game will be addressed. I didn't know there was a dumb ending. I've heard about uh, that. I, I, he was either talking about Bayonetta or he might have been talking about Mass Effect, so I don't know. They might they, they <laughs> might, they might address the ending of Mass Effect, Effect 3 and Bayonetta 4. Probably. Uh, Nintendo, being Nintendo again, has issued a, a digital content millennial act on a third-party website that is offering Nintendo images for custom Steam icons. Uh, so if you want, if you want to have player icons, you better you better get those on the Switch or else. That's right. And you have to pick the ones that they have. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. uh, Team Ninja. Yes, the Team Ninja that made uh, Metroid Other M. That same oh, yeah. Team Ninja. And uh, they. Yeah, a thumbs up. They were at a South Korean conference um, present, and they presented, and they mentioned that they are including Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive reboots oh. as part of their plan moving forward. So That's interesting. All right. Well, I think... Metroid I think Other M2. Ninja Gaiden is about to, because the last Maybe. thing we had was Ninja Gaiden Black or Ninja Gaiden... Sigma? Sigma. That's right, yeah. That, that sounds right? Yeah, that was like 10 years ago. Ninja Gaiden yeah. 3. It was like the reboot on Xbox 360, right? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Uh, well, if you are a player of Fall Guys, and you should be, because it's still fun and cute. In fact, we actually, my daughter had a guest over, and uh, I was like, oh, you, you guys should play Fall Guys. And the friend was like, what is that? And it's still super cool and super fun. Uh, yeah, my kids were playing the other day, too, by the way. SpongeBob SquarePants and Skyrim coming to Fall Guys. Uh, that'll be uh, this coming, I guess the season three is where we are, Sunken Secrets. So they'll have, I don't know where the Skyrim tie-in is, but anyway, that'll be coming out on November 29th. Uh, looks like uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's third wave of DLC is coming out, and they're bringing a whole bunch of stuff. This is, I guess, free if you have Xbox or their extended. Yeah, what is that Switch called? Online expansion extended. pack. Switch expansion online, pack. Expansion pack. Something like that. Uh, still some incredibly good stuff from across the franchise, uh, including Mario Kart Tour, which is fine. Uh, London, uh, the Game Boy Advance Boo Lake, uh, Rock Rock Mountain from 3DS, Maple Treeway from the Wii. Uh, Berlin, uh, Peach Gardens, which is pretty good. Uh, 3DS. There's Rainbow been so many Road. games. There have been. A ton. This is like the Super Smash Brothers of Mario Kart. It right? kind of like is. Just... Like I, instead of getting the the expansion pack, I just decided I was going to buy this this content thing, and I'm really pleased with it. Like so far, 
you know, the, 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 the courses are not like A tier courses. They're probably B or C, but they're still way fun. And so I get the family all together and we play some Mario Kart for a couple days straight. And it's, it's worth it. Totally worth it. That's cool. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which uh, we mentioned earlier in the new releases, are launching out this week. But they have launched totally broken, lots of bugs. Maybe they're going to get patched. Uh, and people are finding ways to duplicate items and all kinds of all kinds of things. Uh, as far as this podcaster's recommendation, I think it's time to jump ship from Pokemon, and I think Temtem is the new the new direction for the future. Uh, genuinely Probably. speaking, if you are listening to this and want to play Temtem, uh, which is basically a uh, Pokemon style game that has a co-op campaign all the way through, cool looking monsters and everything, I will play Temtem with you. Just throwing that out there, Temtem. All right. Uh, and finally, Yuji Naka has been arrested for insider trading during his tenure at Square Enix. This is the guy that worked on Dragon Quest and also worked on Ballin, Ballin Wonderworld. Wonderworld, which I, this guy just cannot get a break, which is too... I mean, I don't know. I guess if... Well, he, if he's breaking the law, insider yeah, trading... that's probably true. Uh, this just in, though, he escaped police, uh, escaped the city, in fact, by snowboarding down the street as semi-trucks chased behind him and crashed through everything. Guys, that is going to do it for this episode of Your Game Bite Show podcast. I want to thank you for being with us all the way to the end. LeGrand, my co-host, thank you very much for being here with me as well. Uh, Jared mm -hmm. and Dale, hope you guys get well soon or whatever whatever's going on that prevented you from being here on the premiere video game podcast, The Game Bite Show. Uh, folks, if you have any comments about the games that we played, if you want to share what you've been playing or if there's any news that we overlooked, let us know about that on social media. Social media place is still Twitter. Find us collectively there at Game Bite Show on Twitter. You can also find us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. Uh, I've moved on to Hive. Hive. Mastodon. <laughs> is it Mastodon, the other one that people are going to? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm still on Twitter at Legrand. I'm also on High. They Legrand was gone. Really? But I picked up Legrand Jolly. Really? I I don't think I can bring myself to do any more social media. I think if if social media ends, that's fine. Like I'm. I'm kind I of am also that. okay with that. Yeah. Uh, you can also find our co-host Jared is at red underscore i on Twitter. Dale Jones is at count elmdor. Uh, you can also find us at YouTube.com/slash/GameBiteShow where you can see this thing live. Plus about 15 minutes of sort of low-level us working on podcast outlines. Uh, bonus. Uh, every week here at youtube.com slash show. Come subscribe, hit that alarm bell, be notified when we go live. Find us also at gamebyteshow.com. The entire back catalog of our podcast archive is there. You can also find a link to our Discord server there as well. Come join us, interact on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment basis, uh, get some memes, get some freebies. We're still, you know, still finding those and digging those up for you whenever they come by. Uh, value-added Discord server, Game Byte Show. Uh, other than that, we'll be back next week to do this whole show for you again. We will inform you, edify you, entertain you with all the things that are going on out there in the world of video games. Until then, folks, this has been your Game Byte Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next time. See ya. See ya.